0: what's up what's up what's up life chasers welcome back to another episode of life goes on it's your girl jacine judy jude whatever you want to call me today and
1: and it's brandy (laughs) y'all
0: yes yes and we're back with another episode just for you all of our life chasers shout out to those who have been with us since the beginning shout out to you if you uh this this is your first episode that you're listening to us we appreciate your support
1: yep so what are we talking about today?
0: June. Oh my goodness. So this topic um in a funny way we've been avoiding, but like we knew we were going to talk about it, but like we've been avoiding it. So it's like it's about time we talk about it. Um we're going to talk about how high school was rough or might be rough for some of us who are you know going through it now but the fact that life goes on still <laughs> life goes on because we're here yeah. college graduates so somehow we made it it keeps um, going we'll let you know how we made it through the episode but um somehow we finished high school <laughs> um somehow we graduated high school somehow they gave me my diploma as i was walking i do not know how it was gonna At happen high but you know diploma. they they gave it to me i mean they mailed it to me that's what they did they mailed it to me this is my school did they mailed the real one to you
1: Really? Yeah. Oh. Every school is so different. Yeah. Yeah, but today, y'all, we're going to get into some of the good moments about high school, some of the not-so-great moments Mm. about high school. We're going to get into some of our tips and tricks, as Mm -hmm. usual, Um, and then just our experiences um, being high school students at a very long time ago. (laughs) It feels so far, (laughs) but um we're gonna mm. get into all of that juice y'all
0: yes yes so where should we start like let's just so this is fun exercise that we do um as in higher right it's called like the highs and lows like what's your high of the day and what's like your low of the day <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> implement that right now we're gonna talk about the highs of our high school experience Ooh. and the lows of our high school experience oh through that we'll talk more so brandy why don't you start Let's talk about your highs of high school.
1: Oh, my goodness. My high of high school um, was graduate. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't Um, count. So my high was probably um, really getting getting to know one of my best um, friends, Dominique. Um, So I met her in middle school, but it wasn't until high school where we really, like, connected and all of that um and i would also say my experience with track track was great to me in high school um my lows was just everything else honestly y'all i really i honestly (laughs) honest to goodness really did not enjoy high school like that it was just like whatever to me like i just when people are like oh my gosh the Mm -hmm. good old days i'm like you can have it (laughs) i'm good i'm good i really yeah, I learned a lot, <laughs> and I learned a lot in high school. Mm. But I was just not this was just wasn't the best time of my life. Mm, that's um, okay. What were your highs and lows of high school twenty ten to twenty fourteen?
0: Yeah, man. So my highs of high school was being part of be, being part of everything music related. Mm. Um, so I went to Boston Arts Academy freshman year of high school um i auditioned and got in it was a good experience um however due to at that point their academics were not challenging for me so i ended up leaving um and switching over to my local high school which is somerville high shout out shs we in the building
1: you were shs too Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so was i Oh my gosh, you're in high school? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh wow. Hello freaking wow. Yep. Yeah. So we were SHS, yes. And um so <laughs> were you guys. Our colors or like what is our mascot? Yeah, your mascot. Our mascot was a Highlander. A what? A Highlander. Basically like an Irish man. I'm so serious. Oh what? I'm like the car? hmm A Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name was like the mascot's name was like Harry the Highlander. I'm sick. Yeah. I'm okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. But um <laughs> Yeah, so Chorus, um, I mean, I entered Somerville High School um with a extensive background with music. Um, and the great thing about it was was that I wanted to get into music in high school, but I was afraid because I didn't have I knew they didn't have a great music teacher. I mean They had a different music teacher than I was used to. And so middle elementary school and middle school, I had the same music teacher all my life. Um, Her name was Beverly, is Beverly Mosby. She is one of the best music teachers you will find um, here in Massachusetts, and I'm pretty sure around the country. Um, So she ended up switching from the middle school she worked in to the high school and she started the same year i came back to the high school so i was extremely happy about that so she changed my whole experience and whole outlook of life because of the things that she exposed us to and that was my big 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 high of um of high school because i went to under her direction we went to tennessee we went to um florida we um competed in national um, choral festivals and everything and it was just a beautiful experience being with her. Mm. Um, and then also through chorus I um, just like you, I met my like long lasting best friend um, from chorus. Um, somehow she saw me in chorus and we clicked. Um, but I also met my really close close friend also in high school Erica also. Um, so I met both of my close friends, Erica and Catherine, in high school. So those are my highs. To my lows, um, so since I left freshman year and went to a different school, when I came back sophomore year, um, it was hard for me to find the group that I messed with. Because by that time, this, all the kids who I went to elementary school are already had already established their group of friends mm. freshman year, and I didn't do that myself, right? And so I'm coming in. And I literally felt like a new kid who did not know Somerville at all. So it was really hard for me, really weird for me to like see people I knew and I grew up with who didn't even mess with me anymore, you know? So that was a f- very heavy low for me. Um, I felt like I was always out of place um, outside of the core room. Like I I did not know who to mess with. I did not know who to like kind of hang out with. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the same lunch with Catherine or Erica, like I really felt lost. I was like, okay, like. Who do I eat lunch with and everything. So that was my low, but that was that was that.
1: No. Yeah. I really feel that because high school is such like a challenging time in terms mm-hmm. of trying to figure out who not only you are, but mm-hmm. trying to figure out who everyone else is around yep. you. Because everyone's trying to fit in and mm-hmm. everyone's trying to kind of fit this mold of what yep. they think like popular I remember popularity being oh such a huge gosh. thing in high school That's um would ruin friendships, mm-hmm. build friendships. Um and I was the same way. I was like I wasn't really rocking with people in high school like that either, mm-hmm. so um I'd be like, "Dominique, do you have fourth lunch? <laughs> like what's going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz it was just it just wasn't This wasn't all that.
0: It was wasn't just, all that. It was just hard to navigate because I think at the same time, like we we all are around, we all are the same age, and we're all trying to find the same thing. or mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing, right? Where it's like we're trying to, we assume that high school is the best place to find yourself, but now we know you don't find yourself in high school. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like there's a pressure that you feel around for you to fit into this mold that you were talking about for you to kind of find your niche and find what makes you happy and mm-hmm. find this and that and the third. And also one of the biggest funniest things I think is that in high school, especially I had a very weird relationship with all my guidance counselors because um every time they would meet with me, they would ask me, you know, okay, like what are your plans after? Like what do you want to do and everything. And I always say the same thing, like I'm going to be a pediatrician. That's it. Well, like are you sure? Like no, yes, I'm sure. I'm going to be a mm-hmm. pediatrician. That's it. Like I'm going to go to medical school. That's uh, it, right? But, like, I started to get a sense of, one, as a student of color, that they didn't think that I could reach that level. Mm. And then, two, it's like they were questioning, or, or is she sure she can make it? Is she sure that's what she wants to do? Like, let's be more realistic. Yeah. And stuff like that. That was just, just so weird and, like, annoying to deal with.
1: I feel like high school was when I was old enough to start to be able to detect – what microaggressions were and like how huge of an impact that Mm. they had like how slight they were Mm because I think being younger I was a little naive and I just didn't realize Mm -hmm. them um but like in high school um like even you sharing your experience with Mm -hmm. you know them doubting your career paths like I've had for example in high school a professor um an English professor who thought that my work wasn't mine Mm. Um and was like, did you did you write this? Did you copyright this? I'm like, I stayed up all night writing that paper, mm-hmm. girl. That's mine. But um, growing up in going to a high school where, um, it was predominantly white, um, it was really challenging. And I started to kind of understand that these comments and remarks, mm. um, they're not they're not really they're with not the right. best mm-hmm. intent. Yeah. Um, even with how kindly they may kind of say it or how mm-hmm. passive aggressively they may um say it. Yeah. But I just wanted to go back to something you mentioned earlier about kind of identity, right? Mm-hmm. So psychologically we're like in this developmental stage. Um Eric Erickson, um, he calls it the stage of identity versus mm-hmm. role confusion. So it's kind of that prime adolescent age from the ages of twelve to eighteen mm-hmm. where we're really trying to figure out like who am I? Yep. Like what what is my purpose here? Mm-hmm. What am I doing with my life? Um, and that's just such such a challenging time for so many mm-hmm. high school students. And even going into college, you're yeah. still kind of battling In that, that as mm-hmm. as you're trying to like grow intimacy and relationships. Mm-hmm. But identity is such an integral part of who we are. And I think high school is really such a molding point for that.
0: It is. It's a point where it's like, as your identity, as you're trying to make sense of what this identity is, mm. we often, especially adolescents, we associate that identity with everything, or everything, and everyone around us. You know, so like, we we know that the influences around us, whether it's because pe- that's why they always talk about peer pressure in high school, exactly, um, because we our identity is associated with you know our peer group. Whether they always say like, oh. Um, the company you keep is who you are, basically. Who you are is the company you keep. And, like, that holds 100% true for, I don't want to say 100%, but very true in high school. And, like, I'm thinking now it's, like, some of the people I used to be around with, I would, like, I'm now questioning, like, girl, why did you, you waste your time like that? Yeah. You know? It's like, wow, why, why would you do that to yourself? But at the same time... I don't know. You know, at the same time, I think it's a so, it's a such a heavy social setting where it's you want to... You know kind of find that social group, that social support group um, you said that you went to a school that was predominantly white and mm. like you know being one of the one of the few students of color, so my experience was like completely opposite where i was I went to a very hands down diverse school where I think honestly like I think our majority was Portuguese spanish um and Haitian, and then like wow. then the white students, right? Wow. And so, I, yeah, my school was very diverse, and it was pretty big too. Um, but at the same time, since it was so diverse, I felt like there was a yearning to, or like a longing to stand out in that kind of crowd, where it's like everybody's so different, and you're like, I felt like there was points where like I was trying to figure out, okay, like what makes me seen mm-hmm. Judy Jude different than all these the sea of so many different people right and i think that in itself for me like kind of was my low point where like i was drowning because i was like i don't see you know how i'm different than everybody else or you know um this girl speaks creole so does this girl so does this girl so like we have that in common so Mm -hmm. like i'm not that special um and then also i so i had tried it's funny that you say, like, track was, like, you're, like, one of your highs. Outlet. I had Outlet. I had tried track every year. Um, however, I, there came a point where I think I would try it for a month or two, and I was good. I was actually good at it, but I would stop. Were you a sprinter? Hmm? Yeah. I was a sprinter, and I stopped. Um, and I stopped because, I mean, I mean, I don't really know why I stopped, but there came a moment where I, I don't know, I didn't find too much, I didn't find a passion in it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the group that was already formed around the track team was already formed and I was kind of like the outsider coming in every time, even sophomore year, mm-hmm. I was already an outsider coming in, right, and so it was hard for me to like, find the team as my team, when it, it was already a team established long before me and like you already had your clicks within the team. And so I just was not invested because I was, like, you know, I, I think each time I only did it because someone someone told me, you should try track again. I was, like, yeah, I should. Let me go try it again. But then there was moments, like, I really don't want to do this. Yeah.
1: And I think that just goes to show, like, really, like, how integral relationships are in high school, like, being able to have those friends and like that support group within high school to be able to get you through it Mm. like we can't undermine the fact that that's so important um and even from you your perspective of coming in later so in my school district basically like everyone grew up together Mm. i've been going through the same school system like we have the same We have like a few elementary schools and then Mm -hmm. the same middle school, same same high school. school. Like everyone has been going to school together since like first grade. With that being said, though, I feel like um, coming from your perspective, it must have been really difficult to almost feel like an outsider in your own home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that a lot of students also feel that, especially when they're coming from um, different states different mm-hmm. towns um at least you have the you have the experience of growing up with those individuals and being kind of put back into that school system yeah um but i can also imagine for those who are transferring into the school from different districts or whatever the case may be how difficult that is to mm-hmm. try and form those relationships And i've seen it firsthand like um the new kids don't have it easy yeah at all not at um, all and that's definitely one of my tips, like in high school, um, just don't be like a bully. Mm. Honestly, it's really in the moment. It can seem very, it's almost like an empty reward. Mm. Like you're you're in this space, and high school is so temporary, and you're in this space, but where you feel as though maybe you need to mock other individuals whether like the new kids or whatever the case may be just to be able to fit in for that year or for that yeah. that time period and it's just really not worth it when you're outside of it it's like all of this drama that was a part of high school doesn't even matter when when you're out of it and i know when you're in it it seems so like massive in your life But when you leave and you go on to more difficult situations in life, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, yo, like, what was that reason?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. That's actually really true. Um, Because we know, I think, especially nowadays, I think there's since there's so much more um, vocal outcry on, you know, bullying, online bullying, in-person bullying, what the variations of bullying um, that are there We we know that is a problem and it continues to persist. And I applaud the school systems for taking steps towards, you know, dealing with that situation. But I I also, I always wonder and I always hope that, I'm hoping that someone with as much clout, I should say, or, you know, as much background in in mental health is able to kind of stand up to the school system, and just let them know that the lunchroom setup is the most anxiety anx- provo- oh my provoking environment. To, to from for every single adolescent, you can be have a clean bill of as they quote, say, normal development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm typical um normal mental health and everything you will still have some level of anxiety walking into that lunchroom and i always wonder and challenge like how can we make that lunchroom more inclusive at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know i remember mm-hmm. in my high school um we had three three cafeterias one like main calf and like three side Two side doors, side rooms, basically. And the one room was mainly for the jocks. So if any sport, whatever sport, you had one soccer table, you had one track table, you had um, lacrosse. Even the golf students had a table to themselves, right? Mm. But that was the jocks. So like walking in, if you do not play a sport or if you do not have... um, Highlander jacket, you are not sitting in that in that room. Then the middle one is like table is like the I wanna say popular tables, right? Where it's like, you know, the kids who like everybody knows is in one table, um, you know, the like second in command of the school, whatever is in the (laughs) end of the table. And then on the side you have um where it's like the foreigners. And I say foreigners because Um, the students... uh, I don't want to say foreigners. That was actually a rude word to use. I apologize. I want to say the students who had immigrated to um, the country with their families and I think high school was like their first... was them transitioning into the public school system. Mm. And so they were all there. And so then, like as time went on, it changed into like all the Brazilians had one one, um, room. So like all the Brazilian students were in one room. And then it's like, all the Haitian students in one room. And it's not... And, like, as a Haitian-American, where it's, like, I'm American, I was born in America, but, like, I speak here, my ha- parents are Haitian, I didn't feel at home, right? I didn't feel like I was a part of the Haitian group because, man, they were saying words that I didn't even know existed in Creole, So, like, I couldn't even catch <laughs> up. I couldn't keep up. The you el- know? <laughs> and so that was that was weird with, like, regardless of how how many rooms they put... Regardless of, you know, if they want to put labels on the table, they just got to figure out something else on how to make the cafeteria more welcoming and less anxiety-provoking than it is already. Mm. My
1: school was kind of a different setup because we were so small that everyone was in the same room. Mm -hmm. Like, we just had different lunch periods. Mm -hmm. But everyone was, like, in the same space so everyone always like everyone had a section like the theater kids had their Mm -hmm. section um most of the indian um students had their Mm -hmm. own section which is who i usually hung out with um um all of the black like metco students they sat at one table Mm. like there was there was that like there it was so small like they all could sit at one table Mm -hmm. and then um yeah, so it was just spread out in kind of that way. Like, everyone had their different sections, but everyone had a seat. Yeah. Like, don't sit in someone else's seat. That's another thing we got to talk That's about. That's a thing, because one time, one time a girl thought it was a good idea to sit in my seat. Amen. I was already having a bad day. It already wasn't my day. <laughs> Let's just say she never sat in my seat again. well. Let's just say that. But like you were saying about anxiety provoking, like imagine this, right? So you're going into lunch. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You already know that your friends aren't in that lunch period with Mm you. So you're already in your head. You're walking in. You're like, dang, yo. I'm by myself. Yo, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to eat? Where am I Mm -hmm. supposed to eat? Like, I don't know anyone in here. It's loud. You know people are staring at you. And you know in high school you think everyone's paying attention to you and really no one's looking at you. But then they are and it's just... (laughs) It's just think so then you go and you're trying to get your lunch right and then all i can think about is too like the anxiety that some students may feel when they're mm-hmm. going through the lunch line knowing that the lunch lady might give them a hard time if you're maybe like on reduced lunch mm-hmm. or free lunch and all that stuff and like me i grew up with like really privileged kids so if you were kind of in that boat like i've seen a lot of students go through this where it's just like a lunch lady's giving you a hard time you're holding up the line or maybe you don't have like that quarter and then like all these other students are like oh my gosh i have all the money right here and it's just it's just a thing so that's anxiety provoking itself um so actually what i would do because i would feel anxious sometimes i would actually my school had like um heaters in Mm -hmm. the hallway where you could sit on so sometimes i would just go out there and i would eat my lunch over there, yeah, and then I ended up making friends with the, the heater kids. <laughs> is that all the heat is?
0: <laughs> but that that's that's um, I think that's a reality that a lot of students face where it's like, okay, like I can't even be in the space where you know they expect me to eat lunch, like I need to find another space. Mm. Um, and so we know that chances are high, high chances are that the lunchroom might not change, and so if you are. A student who's like, I don't know where to find, I don't know where to go. You know, I don't see why it's not. It should. It should be not be a problem in going to explore what your school has to offer, um, in the sense of what nooks and crannies can you um, find, um, what hidden treasure areas can you discover, um, in order to reduce that anxiety provoking feeling when you walk into the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. But um, to your point, where you know how oftentimes, even in the, like, serving the food or getting, like, getting your food, how that can be anxiety-provoking itself because you're trying to think. My school had a system, I think it was, like, you tapped or, like, you punched in your number and, like, you know, then you would know if you have enough, quote, unquote money to pay for the lunch or if you had, like, quote, unquote, reduced lunch or, like, quote, unquote, free lunch. And so your business would be on blast, literally, yeah like your business would be on blast and if you couldn't pay like you're not getting food bro. and like you would there'd be students like walking up it's like i know i cannot pay let me see if i have the the nice lunch lady at the moment who yeah. will let me pay you, Who will let me go by for free right but you never know but as we said you know the lunchroom can be a very scary space a very scary um place to be but it also on the flip side (laughs) it can also be hilarious for sure yo let me tell y'all some stories so in boston arts academy actually which i thought it was really cool i don't know if they do it still to this day um but 2010 when i went to boston arts academy during lunch or some lunches for the most part most lunches since it was like a music school um an art school right during the lunch they would like bring big speakers to the lunch like the upper class would bring speakers to the lunch and they would literally have a whole step up dance battle in the lunch bro there be times i'm not even eating cuz i'm standing a up a whole watching. high school musical yes it was re- actually really cool and then um, during lunch, like you can <laughs> literally, like I, I would always joke around. I would always have fun because it honestly is like a time to let loose because you have classes in the morning that, like, are you know, most for the most part, are, like really aggy. Um, and like letting loose during lunch, some people eat, some people don't. You know, sometimes I did not eat and like I just ran around from cafeteria to cafeteria getting yelled at because I was running around from cafeteria to cafeteria. <laughs> but yeah, but it was fun, it was fun. Um, it ha- i should say it had its fun moments cafeterias had its funny moments did you ever have a fight in the cafeteria see a fight in the cafeteria
1: not that i can remember what not that i yeah Yo, not
0: that I some of Ohio had some fights there in the, during lunch which were like hilarious because you're like all i want to do is eat my food <laughs> and then they'd be like we about to continue with this later at two thirty, and i've been like two thirty. i know where i'm at i'm sick mm-hmm. don't encourage it yeah <laughs> so that was fun yeah i did a lot of reckless things during um high school as y'all can see i attended um some interesting showcases of um masculinity um <laughs> from peers um but overall high school was funny yeah, high
1: school is just such a simpler time. It really um, was. But I w- think one of the things we should leave our listeners with mm-hmm. is just like a few tips mm-hmm. on how to get through if you're a high school student or if you if you're reflecting back on your high mm-hmm. school years. Just what are some tips or if you know a high yeah. schooler that
0: you want to share these know with. Probably no one, so. Yeah. So, Brandy, what are your tips?
1: my first tip would be to find a craft an extracurricular activity something that Mm -hmm. you really enjoy and that you can learn from so for me i did um television production tv workshop Mm -hmm. like all four years of high school like i i loved it like i was on the school news um like entered into video contests um I met so many great people through that. And it was just such a nice creative outlet for me. And to this day, like, when I'm stressed, I, I love to, like, edit videos mm-hmm. or um, things like that. And I still use it to this very day. Um, and those are just skills that, that I've learned. And then um, having, like, that physical outlet of track and, like, sprinting and throwing and, mm-hmm. like, literally working out every day. Um, and soccer. And it's just... It tr- really trained my body and my mind to kind of be able to um, manage my time more wisely. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important to be able to find a really nice, creative mm-hmm. sport, activity, outlet, something that you can invest your time in. And it also looks really great on your college applications to, yeah, to be able mm-hmm. to showcase that you're able to um, juggle so many different things. So that's one of mine.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you? So one of mine is don't similar to you, but like don't be afraid to try something new. Um, mm. I think throughout my high school, like I was always doing something weird during the summer. Um, I some I had started off looking into this thing called Books of Hope, which is a nonprofit organization um, in based in Somerville, and they do a lot of spoken word poetry. Um, self-authorship and everything, and so like I was looking into that, and I stumbled upon um, teen empowerment because this weird white guy came to my school and was talking about it, and I was like, I should maybe try something new, and so I got involved with, with it, and to this day, like um, the skills, the you know the work ethic, what I learned from that, the facilitation um, skills that I learned from teen empowerment, I still use to this day. So similar to you. But it was, it just required me to, like, step out and try something new. Um, I also, during freshman year, um, I also was part of, I think it was, I think they're called, like, the Boston Student Government Association. And so, like, I was sitting in a room with, like, student reps from, like, all the schools in Boston. So, like, just getting to know different people, seeing how they run things, but, like, just Interpersonal relationships, you know that connection was really good for me to like start off right early in high school. So like, don't be afraid to try something that you you might feel like is a risk to take, um, and don't feel like you have to commit to it. Like mm-hmm. nobody says if you do this you have to commit to it unless your parents feel like that. And so if that's the case, like I can't I can't say anything to that. <laughs> but um, honestly, like don't be afraid to try something that you know. You, you don't know the outcome of, honestly. So that was, that's one of my big tips.
1: Another tip that I have is to spend as much time with your hometown family and friends as you can, um, especially for those who are going off to live on campus or maybe starting in the full-time workforce and moving out of your um, parents or family home. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure to be present, I think, um, be as present as you possibly can um, because I think at that age it's so easy to get so preoccupied with the future and all of the goals and expectations that you have for yourself mm-hmm. that you can forget to enjoy these life-changing moments like these rites of passage whether it's um, getting your license or going to prom and um, all of these things sometimes they can get overshadowed with The stress that you have of the SAT, the ACT, um, college applications—it just can get all so blurred. So, if you're at that age, just make sure to take a step back and just acknowledge all that you have in that moment, Mm -hmm. because you're never gonna be that young again. Um, (laughs) The real world is scary out here, y'all. It's a little scary. So, just enjoy, you know, that that time that you have when you're still like a minor and mm-hmm. all the responsibility <laughs> not on you
0: <laughs> that's true so i don't know if you all ever seen um or if y'all remember but there was a show called ned's declassified yeah. school survival guide and so if you all pay attention to some of the way th- i mean if pay attention to the way we brand ourselves we do brand ourselves as being a professional survival guide um, and so part of it did come from this, um, mm-hmm. and we were actually talking about the, that before this high school um, topic. But some of the tips that, if you think about it, some of the tips that he had or he mentioned yeah. actually ring true today. So, for example, one of them is when you're entering a new grade, make, quote, unquote, new grade resolutions. Um, I think too oftentimes we forget that freshman year is freshman year. Sophomore year, sophomore year, junior year, junior year. Yes, your GPA carries with you throughout the four years, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't, in a way, start afresh, right? Mm. Um, I always, I personally always had an issue with math, like, to this day, I will forever have an issue with math. Um, You and I both. But I think I remember, I think it was my junior year uh, math teacher, who I just had a terrible time with to the point where like i failed the class and i had to take summer school right and i was like oh my gosh i have to take summer school now you know like this is really bad on my record you know nobody's gonna you know no college is gonna take me now oh my gosh i'm entering into a senior year with you know summer school right done right so i was very worried but then i think i tried to convince myself entering into senior year that you know i'm gonna enjoy my senior year. And so funny thing, while enjoying my senior year, I had to take algebra. And, like, I did really good in algebra because, like, I had that positive mindset where it's, like, I want to enjoy myself. You know, this is my last year. You know, let me take it all in. And so literally I made deeply, I made, like, a new grade resolution where it's, like, okay, like, not necessarily new, new grade, new me, but, like, let me come with a different perspective. Let me change my life, change my mind because it definitely did change my life for that. Yes, yeah, summer was the sure. time to, like, revamp. It really was. It really was. But, yeah. You have another tip for the people? No, I want to hear more. Of Nets class Classified? Yeah. So, classified. some other ones are, don't judge a teacher by their first day. Ooh, oh, Willie. Ain't that true. I like that one. I like <laughs> it a lot, too. <laughs> um, try to say with some new people, new people equal new friends. But don't forget the old ones. I like that one a lot. Um, mm. Especially high school, you know, you feel as though the you have to stay with your clique throughout f- all the four years. But I feel like that in a way also hinders you from making new connections and like possibly connections that could last a lifetime. You and never that's going to
1: prepare you for college, too, um, when oh, you're trying sure. to like meet new people at orientation and stuff. If you're already practicing those social skills to be able to get to know other students that you already go to school mm-hmm. with. Mm
0: <laughs> If you're not popular in the top 10, you're popular in your top 10. Um, oh, that's cute. Remember that, folks.
1: That's cute.
0: And then also, don't try to be popular. It's not worth the hassle. So the social the social quota or the status quo in high school is always changing. Mm. Um, don't think that since you are, s- if you're not at the quote-unquote top of your school, that you have to somehow get to the top. Um because That in itself can be a detrimental journey for you trying to quote unquote get to the top, especially with
1: um, like the it's not worth it thing. Like, if it requires you to participate in more risky mm-hmm. behaviors or like dangerous things, um, because I know at that age too, our, our frontal cortexes are not fully developed frontal lobe, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, um, it's not fully developed. So, like, our executive functioning, yep. planning skills, like, it's not all the way there but just work your hardest it's just such an impressionable age it is (laughs) like everything just feels so easily influenced Mm -hmm. but
0: so another one is if if you are someone who likes schedules and like over schedules or you find yourself over scheduling schedule some goof off time schedule some time to unwind as we say it now unwind time but you know self-care self-care yes that's what it is literally schedule some (laughs) self-care Put your name on everything. <laughs> I lost <loved laughs> a lot of things in high school, a lot. Um, be careful what you eat <laughs> in high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think those are the good, the good, good ones. Um, I do want to say, um, find somebody. I think my last tip is that find somebody whether it's an adult i mean i hope that it can be an adult for you all whether it is a counselor whether it is a um teacher teacher whether it is a music teacher whether it's an art teacher whether it's you know the hall monitor who's always there looking at you and who always says hi to you um try to seek out somebody an adult who in a way can mentor you um because i think for me one of the biggest things that kept me going th- all throughout my four years, and to this day was my mentor, who is my music teacher, Beverly Millsby. She definitely held my hand in a w- different way than I thought I needed f- all throughout high school. So try to look for that person.
1: That's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, y'all, high school's rough, yes, but guess what?
1: It does go on. Yep. And you're going to get through <laughs> it, and on graduation day,
0: oh lord you're gonna be so happy oh
1: that was one of the best days of my life
0: Yo, facts man i
1: was like i'm out right <laughs> give me my diploma i'm out my smile <laughs> was so big and cheesy man. i
0: know it was so it good. was so different
1: from college like college i feel like i was so like emotional by high school i was like gone goodbye gone. farewell see you again
0: it was great i um <laughs> i sang at my graduation yeah you really, did yeah, you I did. did so maybe i'll put that clip um if y'all comment on one of our posts and let us know one of your highs from high school and also and or a tip that you want to leave with the other Life Chasers, then I will definitely post up a <laughs> clip of me singing at my graduation. But stay tuned for that, y'all.
1: <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Life Goes On Pod, P-O-D, mm-hmm. and on Instagram at Life Goes On podcast. <laughs> um and once again, y'all, as always, it's your girl Brandy. It's Jacine, Judy, Jude. And thanks for listening to our podcast. See ya.